Good morning. Today's class is sponsored by Yitzhak and Miriam. Also, today's class is in success. Yashemayim of Eli Yisheva, Manava, Gadiel and Yisheva, Shefer and Yisheva, Reina Makavitov, Vashem, Gadiel and Yisheva, and Emma and Yisheva in Lilun Shemayim, Yachman of the Anam and Gedalia, and Tzim and Neyma, and Rafur Shalema of Hanabat Adel, Daniel and Sarah, Shalom and Yavne. Yisrael Hashem, success of all call Yisrael, happy Independence Day. Wednesday night, we're going to have a Q&A on Instagram. And God willing, not this Thursday, but next Thursday, I believe it's the 14th, we're going to have a class in Lunishmat. Um, um, Mrs. Behar, who, uh, Rosie Behar, uh, we're going to have a class on positive thinking in the lighthouse. In the lighthouse. And that's going to be next Thursday night at 8 o'clock live. Okay? All right, today's class... We're going to do lesson 168, we're going to do wisdom, lesson 69, a little bit about everything. I heard a great quote by uh, Eddie Pinheiro. Eddie Pinheiro is somebody who does, he has a podcast called The World Within. And he, you know, he has a lot of these videos, dancing in the ra- uh, running in the rain, very, very, very inspirational guy. He's the one that has like the music behind the videos. And he, he came up with a great, great line. He says, when a person has nothing, he is tested with patience. And when a person has everything, he's tested with attitude. And I was like, whoa, that is extremely, extremely, extremely true. When a person has nothing, he is tested with patience. And when a person has everything, his attitude is tested. I can also say, add to that, when a man has nothing, his wife's loyalty is tested. When a man has everything, his loyalty is tested. And this is very true. And we see, we've seen, we've seen a lot of things in life. And we have to recognize, you know, a lot of people ask me, how, do you, how are you able to have, you know, uh, success financially and yet spiritually the same way? And we're going to give you the key element according to Rabbi Nachman. We've said this a few times that when you want to pray for north, when you want to pray for money, right? Pray to the north. When you want to pray for wisdom, pray to the south. So this is a Gemara. So technically, you're either getting one or the other, and it usually ends up becoming one or the other. Rabbi Nachman says, make yourself like nothing. Don't pray anywhere. The more humble, the more humility, and the more bittles, and some more surrender you do, you're able to, to get both. And you can see the richest men today who, who have been humbled. You know, we have the Warren Buffett, extremely humble. We have the Jack Ma, obviously his last name was Ma. He was extremely humble. And this is something in life that we're going to recognize money is not just... I'm going to give you a Torah from Rabbi Nachman. And he says, I heard from somebody who heard from the Rebbe that sometimes a person is given great wealth and everybody envies him and others spend their years pursuing his money and wealth solely because of the envy and their obsession with the one who, who struck it rich. But at the end, they have nothing. This is all the work of the evil inclination. It works hard to make one, people, one person rich so that many others should waste their lives through envy. Heaven protect us from this misleading notion. Don't assume that everybody who has money is coming from the right side. Don't assume that money is there. Sometimes it's just a test for a person to see what he's going to do with it. Doesn't mean because you have it, you're going to keep it. And it is really what's tested is your attitude. When you talk about how to preserve it. Thank God I lost everything gambling. 
thank God I've gone to rock bottom. So it taught me many lessons in my life. The greatest gift sometimes is hitting rock bottom because what you, what you can learn in rock bottom is how not to lose and how to appreciate everything. Rabbi Nachman also says in Lesson 168, a very simple, simple Torah, which is about five lines. And he says, when a person grows, grows hardy, when a person becomes arrogant, it is an indication that he will experience misfortune. Basically, arrogance, pride before the fall. So basically, anytime we become arrogant, we're basically inviting problems to come to our lives. As it is written, before destruction comes pride. Similarly, when he is humble, it is an indication that he will experience great honor, as it is written, and before honor comes humility. So we can understand this concept, and this is something where we can change our prayers now. Instead of asking for more money, instead of asking for this, maybe we can work on getting spiritually connected. Because at the end of the day, if you give a, 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 a ghost, a hungry ghost, more money, <laughs> it's still going to be hungry. So we don't want to be hungry ghosts. We don't want to be always the ones craving. And we know that the desire itself is actually blocking the ability to receive. I spoke many times about that. The desire usually comes from a place of lacking, a place of this. Now what do we do? What do we practically do? So what are some ways, obviously, to uh, preserve uh, humility and to, to recognize, we spoke many times, that when, when you have humility, there's a good chance you're going to receive something. So how do you become humble? You become the more gratitude. Humble people have gratitude. Humble people are open-minded. Humble people are not self-centered. Humble people have patience. So these are the attributes of humility. And, and this is really, really, it's amazing how it's exactly, this Torah is so connected to the Parsha of the week. And, and Korach, Korach had everything, but he didn't have, he didn't have what Moshe Rabbeinu had. And he was rich, powerful. Same thing, we read, the, we read uh, in, the, in the class of Tammuz, the concept of what? Of enviness and jealousy, also the same problem. What, ha what happened? Uh, Haman, Haman had everything, yet he didn't have that one thing. So this is an area where we can, very, we can be really, really careful. Because obviously you go to these parties, you go to these places, you go to, and it's very easy to, to, to put your eyes in the wrong place. It's very easy to compare yourself to anybody. But at the end of the day, like I said many times, that is the greatest way to block your own blessing. So you have to be have it just like everything else. You have a lot of discipline to stay in your lane. You need tremendous amount of discipline. Rabbi Nachman even says it in Lesson 69. Okay, before we get to this concept. Rabbi Nachman says, know that anybody who robs another person's money robs them of his children. The robber actually takes the victim's children. This is because the essence of a man's wealth comes from account of his wife. So you see this problem, unfortunately, where you see, again, we're keeping it super real, but you see all of a sudden the guy you know, goes to his house, next thing you know, he's affairs with his wife. I mean, you hear these crazy stories in circles that are, you know, Torah-oriented. It's because what happens is, is when there's envy, all, everything breaks. Everything breaks. All walls break. Anytime you have envy, what happens is, you could, because envy is so powerful, you can actually take a person's wife. Because if you rob him, you, you pretty much, from Nachman says, you're actually getting. Because what happens is the money and the wife are connected. So sometimes you see where, you know, the guy, the wife ends up with the guy's partner. Like, how in the world did that happen? It's all because of this concept of robbing people. And robbing people can also be, Rabbi Nachman says, not physical robbery, but also visualizing 
obsessing, desire somebody else's things. It's, it's, very, it's a very, very important to have, understand this concept. And this is exactly what Ramakha says, that a person has to be very, very careful that not, not, not just physical, but actually coveting is a form of theft. And you can, and it's, imagine you're stealing, you're asking, why am I not getting any blessing? They, heaven, they told you, oh, you stole all this money, you stole this, you stole, so what are you talking about? I didn't steal anything. No, you covered it. You've covered it. So that's a form. This is an area we have to be very, very, very careful. Again, don't always assume that the person's making it. And again, and if he's making it, God bless him. There's nothing wrong with God blessing a person. But this area of, of life where, I, and I get many, many phone calls, very similar phone calls. I'm, I'm successful. I'm this, I'm this, I'm this, I'm this. But I'm extremely super, super picky. I don't want this. That's a little arrogance. You cannot be so, so, so. Again, just because you have money and God gave you good looks, it doesn't mean you have to, you know, you're on top of the world. Because what happens is next thing you know, you want better and better and better and better and you're never going to be happy. So again, very important. When you have money and you're on top of the world, your attitude is testing. Your attitude is testing. Is this all a gift from God or is this my cause? Is this making me a better person? Am I more arrogant? Am I less connected spiritually? I always say the same thing. You could be just, if you want to be aggressive in business, wonderful. But just be, also be aggressive with your prayers. Be aggressive with, with spirituality. Be aggressive across the board. That's my philosophy. My philosophy is the way you do anything is the way you do everything. And if you do it the same way, then there's blessing across the board. That's my philosophy. And I think that philosophy is really the key. But if you have 100% effort in business and 2% effort in spirituality, that's clearly going to, there's clearly going to be a, cra- a clash there. I put the same effort as I, as I put in my business, as, as into my spirituality, as into my health. As into, across the board, I say, creator of the world, everything is from you, but I'm not going to neglect my health to, 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 to study all day. I'm not going to. So the way you do everything is the way you do anything. I think that if you just have that mentality, I think you will have success in both because you're not giving importance to money over spirituality. They're both. That means if, you're, if you lose money and it upsets you, then you should be just as upset as if you didn't learn for two days of Torah. You should just be as upset. And I also feel the same upset when I'm off my spiritual game. I'm just as upset sometimes when something doesn't go right in business. We're all human, but you should have the same thing. It shouldn't be, oh, I, I, I missed prayer. I, I didn't learn for one week. Or I didn't, do, I didn't pray for one week. Oh, it's no big deal. But one thing goes wrong in business, you, 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 you completely have a sense of urgency. You know, you got to change this. You got to change that. That, I believe, is a problem because you're making this a major thing and spirituality becomes a minor thing. They should both be major things in your life. And, and that's, if, I, if people ask me, that is the key, I think, to the blessing. And, and it all is a result, not because it's because I got hit very hard in life and I got, learned a lot of lessons. And I thank you for the lesson, creator of the world. I will change it. It's one thing, I, I get a lesson, I'm going to learn from that lesson. One time you have to teach it to me. You don't have to teach it to me twice. One time. One time. So this is very, very important. We have to just like the same way. So how do we pra- practically, when we, have, when we have a lot of success, when we're married, etc., what do you do? You stay humble. You appreciate it. You bless it. You're thankful for it. You constantly, just because you have it, doesn't mean it's in the back. You constantly appreciate it. Gratitude. And how many times, as the Torah tells us, Many times, the minute, this, when you start serving me, we had the Torah, we started becoming casual with the Torah. What happened? We became a casualty to the Torah. 
the whole concept of, of, of the whole concept of Yavan and the Greeks, what happens? We, we became lax in the Torah. What happens? We became a casualty to it. This message is across the board in our lives. Whatever you become casual with, you become a casualty. You start becoming casual, casually in your marriage, you become a casualty to it. You become casual in your business, you become a casualty. If you have a blockbuster, don't worry, things will get better, blockbuster. Don't worry, it'll be better. Just hang in there. Next thing you know, Netflix takes over, Zygazon to blockbuster. We cannot be casual with anything in our lives. You come casualty, casually with your health, you become a casualty to diabetes. You be casual with your mind, next thing you know, here comes the depression before you even knew what happened. So this is a message that we're, we're here in this world to grow. We're, we're meant to hit goals. We're here to grow. We cannot just say, let's take the summer off, kind of. You can't do that. Although you have to, you could take a break. You could take a break in life. But when you have things in life, when you're blessed, do not be comfortable at all costs. Do not be comfortable and do not be arrogant. Do not be arrogant. I knew that. I knew when I was single in Miami, Baruch Hashem, I had Baruch Hashem, very successful, very successful financially, etc. That, that movie could have taken another movie. I could, no, I'm married. I have to take responsibility. I have to get married. I have to take responsibility for my spirituality. Very important. I value that so important just as much as everything else. My spirituality cannot fall. I recognize the ability that I could fall in a minute. I need to get married. I need to go back into. I cannot be dating and going through this lifestyle and going out every night. I knew what it was doing to me spiritually, and because I had that sense of urgency because of Rabbi Nachman's teachings, I was able to sit there and say, "I need to get married. That's it. Finished." So again, where you focus is where you're going to get. And this is the message. My attitude didn't mean because I had money, I can go fool around and 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 and, and, and you know get tables and become a whatever. It, that's not the answer today. And the answer of the youth today is everybody's into this cash advance mindset, make money quick, make money quick, and they don't have cake, they don't have vessels. Because the money, your money was made too quick, you become arrogant and you start overspending it. You know, you pull up an MC Hammer who lost $30 million in one year. I mean, how in the world did this happen? How are these athletes broke after making all this money? Because clearly, clearly when they made money, they become arrogant. And we need to learn from this. This is not a bubble mind. You need to learn from this. You need to learn from this. And when you're struggling and you have nothing, that's the time for massive wisdom. It's the time for massive wisdom. That's the time to learn. That's the time to build a mindset. Not the time to be jealous. Not the time to be sad. But that's the time to say, what's wrong with my blueprint? What's wrong with my mindset? What needs to be built? What's my wisdom? Because at the end of the day, Ram Nachman's telling us in Lesson 172, whatever you're lacking has nothing to do with heaven. It has to do with you. It's the problem with the vessel. The vessel is not complete. What are you missing in that vessel? And obviously, if you're too busy, busy looking at what everybody else has, there's no way you can build a vessel. So it's very, very, very important to understand that concept. So again, when you have money, preserve it through charity, gratitude, simcha, contribution, like Tony Robbins says many times. Find the blessing and then be the blessing. It's a beautiful concept. Find the blessing in your life and then be the blessing. Be the blessing. You've mastered something in your life, be the blessing to other people. What a great way to preserve something. When you find something, and then you, be, and you and that now becomes blessed. It's what, what our sages are telling us, is, is finding the chachma in everything, 
and finding the light and everything, and then spreading the light to the world, not bringing, God forbid, darkness to the world. And we're prone in this month, in Tammuz itself, which represent the eyes, which represents Kina, which represents all kinds of all kinds of issues that you need a lot of protection in the, in the summer itself. Because summer, what happens? People mentally, spiritually, they take it easy. Manana mindset. Next thing you know, we, we here. I'm at this part. Next thing you know, you don't even know where you are anymore. So you have to have a lot of discipline. I'm asking. Also, myself. I'm telling myself. I have to have. To, you have to have a lot of discipline. This is why. Again, you should just. Be, you should be the same. It should upset you that you miss a. You, same thing. You had a fall in business. You had a fall spiritually. It should both upset you the same way, and you should not. One should not make the difference over the other. And this is again, ultimately, we just said, how do you preserve everything? It's ultimate. It's called humility. Humility makes things grow. Humility is like water. Water to plants. It makes things grow. That's it. That's what we have to focus on. It's massive humility and appreciate things. Because humility makes you grateful. And the more grateful you are, the more you appreciate people. Very simple. But when we become arrogant in our lives, what happens? We, we compare, we do this, and we, don't, we, don't, we end up ha- having the wrong questions. And you could see this all the time. If I ask people, what happened? I was clean. What happened? I stopped going to meetings. I stopped praying. I mean, I could literally tell you the same excuse. Top 10 excuses why people relapse. And the number one is I stopped going to meetings. I thought I had it in the bag. You can never become a C student if you're in recovery. You have to constantly yearn for the A or you'll get the F. The same thing. It's, it's, it's the same message in our lives. What happened in the Shalabite? Oh, I st- we stopped being, I st- he stopped being romantic. He stopped being this. I mean, our wives constantly remind us you need to be more romantic. You need to, this is why you need a good wife. You need a wife to tell you, what you, what you what's wrong with you and that you're able to, now, again, she has to do it from a loving place. But you need a wife to call you out on your, on your things. You need a wife. I believe that. I, there's no question. Obviously, my wife, she calls me out, Baruch Hashem, a lot on my things. Thank God. Sometimes I feel like I have a referee uh, in my house. But at the end of the day, if I take it well, it usually leads to tremendous blessings. When I don't take it well and I, I become a scorpion, I become a Scorpio, then things get really, really ugly. So it's up to me to say, okay, this is, this is information. <laughs> Maybe I can improve there. So it's, again, at the end of the day, you see, you see the whole problem in life is, is, is all arrogance at the end of the day. But this is an area where our lives, we have to recognize. Why, is, why are we celebrating Purim with such, with such happiness? And why is it such a day? It's because that's ultimately the day that we're getting the Torah back with love. And this is one of the, Nachman says, when a person's embarrassed, not only he, his sins are forgiven, because we're supposed to come back with love. It's not supposed to be like that. So remember, just because you have, preserve it, preserve it. Look at the Harvey Weinstein's. Look at the look. Look at the, all the. They had everything for God, and you see what happened to you. They had everything because they became arrogant. Their attitude was, "I am God. It's my money. Really, it's your money. One minute you can fall. I mean." You figure COVID would teach us all of this. But somehow we, our memory is very, very... Forgot about everything. Forgot that God can cut, shut the whole world down for six months if he wanted to. Forgot about it. We, forgot, we have a little short memory. One of the things Rabbi Nachman teaches us every single morning is to work on your memory. Work on your memory. Because forgetfulness, as Tom was also, what happened when the Torah got smashed? 
the first time, the tablet, what was that about? Forgetfulness came to the world. We forget. We forget. We forget where the money comes from. We forget where our success comes from. We forget everything. So this is why um, my advice to everybody, if you are succeeding in something, created the world, you gave it to me because we prayed for it. We fed it. If the grass is green in your life, it's because you, 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 you watered it. You watered it. That's it. Whatever you water, and it needs constant watering, it needs constant appreciation, your marriage needs appreciation, your relationships need appreciation, it's a constant appreciation. But at the end of the day, humble people don't take things for granted. Humble people constantly appreciate things, and we know that that's the key to everything. But when we have it in the bag, like Rabbi Nachman says in Lesson 168, the arrogance is before the fall. So anytime we become cold, we become arrogant, we stop, what you're basically saying, uh, my, come to my house at this address, uh, problems are ready to come. Just think of area and area of our lives where, you know, many times it's funny how I usually say a few prayers for Shalom Bayit. So I say, okay, my Shalom Bayit's good. I don't need to pray for this. That same day, boom, that same day, tr- uh, trouble came. Same day. Not even, a, not even hours. The minute I said, it's good. I don't have to pray, make this prayer today. It's good. Boom. Next thing you know, I had, a, I had a major argument. I mean, I see this so black and white. But all of us do not. And I, this is something I struggle with a lot of guys. They're making money. They're super picky. They want unrealistic relationships. It's, un, it's just an unrealistic mindset. And you, money is not to make you arrogant and more picky and etc. There's no question you need to be attracted. But when you we're, 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 you're set yourself up for unrealistic goals. And what happens is, you, as time goes by and time goes by, you're going to have a story now. Huh. Instead of getting results. Same thing with girls. Same thing. We have to be more humble. Humble. Less picky. Not, it doesn't have to be exactly. Remember, you're coming to a relationship. The greatest forms of relationships are when, when the two people are different and they come in and they make oneness. Like the, our, our sages say, when the wolf will get along with the lamb. That is the ultimate peace. It's not about, you know, you're not marrying uh, exactly who you are. There has to be some kind of growth aspect in that relation. Your creator would never give you somebody that would, you have no potential for growth in that relationship. You, it, would, it would make no sense. Because if it's two halves of the soul, how in the world is the soul going to grow if there's not some kind of, some kind of resistance? It would be impossible. So what we want today is things super easy. We don't want to grow. We don't want to... Uh, and I see too many people, what I've seen too many, too many times in dating, people are breaking off these possible engagements, possible relationships for very simple things. Like my aunt has a dog. It's a... It's a, no, it's a no, or or, or my, my, my fiancé had an anxiety attack. We all have anxiety attacks in life. But we have to be careful. Do not be so sensitive to every little thing that went wrong. That's the person. We define that person as that. I see it today. Too many things. If I tell you when I started dating my wife, there was Hiroshima bombs that went off before we got, in, we got, we got married. Each, each one of us, there was Hiroshima bombs that went off on those relations that before. But we, when, you, when, you, when you have to recognize this is part of the process, you're not so quickly to say, oh, that's a deal breaker. We're very fragile today. Everything's a deal breaker today. 
Everything's a deal breaker. If you didn't get the right Splenda or the coffee on the, the coffee, it's a deal breaker today. We're, why? Because we're takers. Too much of a taker mentality. Too much of an arrogant mentality. Humility. Humility. That's what we all need. We, all, we have to pray for it. And remember, the reason again, we, we don't get comfortable because comfortable is the beginning of arrogance. When you get comfortable, you're saying, I got it in the bag. This is why I'm so aggressive with the classes. This is why I'm so aggressive. Don't get comfortable spiritually. I promise you, it's going to end up one way. Either you, you're going to pay the pain of discipline or, or, or another kind of pain. But you ha- I'd rather do, pay that price of discipline better for all of us. Meshem, help us. So remember, when you have things, appreciate them, bless them, be grateful for them. Don't check out. I hate when I have to say, oh, that guy is so much money. He's not into the spiritual stuff. Ugh, what a turnoff. What a waste of a blessing. What a waste of a blessing. The person could, you know what you could do with that money? You know how many people could influence with that money? To, 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 to take all that money and all that blessings that God gave you and to become an arrogant person? What a waste of a blessing. What a waste of a blessing. And the same thing, when we don't, when we're struggling, when we don't have anything, then our Creator wants us to build a mindset. He doesn't want us to have this instant gratification, this new mindset today where you, you, know, you come up with a video, you become rich, and next thing you know, you have no vessel because you can't maintain that. You can't maintain that. So He wants us to build slowly because it's for our benefit. Because if you build too fast, it will break and you will, no, you will not be able to get up from it because you'll, you'll say, my self-esteem, I'm a failure, I'm, I'm broken. You'll never learn from it. So our Creator has to understand, we gave that class, it's all compassion. But the compassion, remember, is based on your level of perspective. Compassion and that perspective is all connected. You get compassion according to the perspective you have. No perspective, what good is compassion to you? It's worthless. This is exactly what we need to do. We need to talk to our Creator, whatever areas in our lives that we're struggling. We need to talk to Him. We need to set up a time. But do not, like I said, the secret to all of this, to success in every area of your life. And I don't have to tell you. Just look what's, look what's out there. People that are really, really successful, they're very passionate at what they do, and the money came afterwards. The money came afterwards. If you look at all places, their money came afterwards. Every place, every person was really, you can look up to, that was not the driving goal. It was, the, he had, they had a bigger, they had a bigger why, and then everything else came with it. Not the opposite. People that were just looking for the fame, without the why, what happens, they never ended up getting. One hit wonders. But Hashem help us all. We should all be zochet. To, to really, really, you know, be humble. Change our attitude when we do have everything. And when we do have nothing, then we have to work on patience and building that mindset. All right? Have a great day. And the last thing, before I was saying, this is why our sages tell us, a man is judged on three things. Right? Kos, how he drinks. Kas, his anger. And kis, the way he gives money. Our sages knew a long time ago. This is how you judge a person. You people become, you could see they're angry, they're arrogant, they're, they drink, they cast, they have anger, and, and, and their money. This is how we judge a person. Have a great day.